Thanks for joining us for episode 11 of season four of Couples Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. The first and third Wednesday of each month, we drop episodes with advice, tips, and real world experience for partnering in business and life. I'm Jody, a business owner and communication strategist. And remember that song, Harry Truman Doris Day, da 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 Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Every time that song came on, anytime I was with a group of friends, yeah. Marilyn Monroe. I actually have remembered every All single of it? lyric of the, yeah, every name dropped. Okay, I actually wrote down a few of those. Okay, yeah. Harry Truman. Harry Potter. No, Doris Day is the next one. She was in Harry Potter? No, she's in the song. What song? <laughs> I'm Glenn, Jody's partner in life and business, and I have a beef with the sun. Okay. The sun that's in the sky. Okay, I was going to say, which one are you talking about? Yeah, if you, the, you have one sun. The central star okay. in our solar system. Okay, okay. The one that revolves around our Earth. Okay. It causes flares that disrupt things here on the planet. Okay. Okay. It's never around when you really need light. True. It's It always seems to be absent at night. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? And it's too weak to keep the planet warm during the winter. Yeah, it does seem chillier. I want a refund. <laughs> it's not doing its full... You know, we should have an efficiency. To, you know how energy companies do that? Send something yeah. to the sun and see what's up. Give the planet a vacuum test. But spoiler alert, it's not the sun that changes. Oh, it's us. Yes. We change. Yes. I've changed. You've changed. On today's show, we talk about staying motivated and then ask licensed marriage and family therapist Andrea Dendinger for advice on handling stress this holiday season. And at the end of the show, we offer some tips for making the most of some of the worst holiday gifts. Without further ado, let's get started with this episode of Couples Inc. topic today is about staying motivated. And yes, it is. It's not unusual, you know, this time of year, holidays, so many distractions, you're exhausted. I mean, lacking motivation, that's that's kind of goes with the territory of this time of year because yeah. you're you're distracted by so many other things. But that works okay if you're just an employee and you're like counting down the days just. until just well but wow! If you are way to hate on your team. No, if you are a valued employee, and you looked right at me when you no, said you, it. No, you are a co-owner. But if you're a business owner, is what the point I'm trying to get to yeah, is. Keep digging. If you're a business owner, not being motivated can be far worse for the company and for your, you know, bottom line, your future. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to talk about how to stay motivated during this busy, crazy, hectic time. And within reason. I mean, we're going to say you're going to have a little bit of a a lag in some things happening this time of year. It may not be your fault. It may be deliveries and other things. Things are going to happen. So first of all, forgive yourself and give yourself some you know grace this time of year for being a little bit less motivated or maybe less productive. Can we pause and let me give myself some grace right now? Yes. Grace to you, Glenn. Grace. Thank you. Yeah. You're so, supposed to say it to me, too. Well, why aren't you saying it to me? Because I, that's not my job. Okay, <laughs> it's not my job. Okay, so we both kind of came up with three ways that we try to stay motivated this time of year. Yeah. Do you want to start? I will. Okay. Uh, the number one thing that I really tend to kind of go over and, and just skip is to pause and recognize your achievements. Yes, and if you have a team, so much the better. You can pause and recognize their achievements with them. And that will help you and them 
to get refreshed on your mission, get mm-hmm. refreshed on the way that you're handling your goals and the way that you go about recognizing the milestones that you have from one project to the next or from one year to the next or, or whatever period you want to designate. It kind of reflects back to some of the ways we beat and fight burnout. It's very similar. Yeah. Burnout is, I guess, maybe a case that is could happen anytime. It's really about your mindset and the business. The motivation right now is having to respond to outside issues mm-hmm. and outside attract distractions. And I think what you're saying is it fights burnout, but it can also help motivate you because to see what you've done can kind of motivate you to say, yeah, we can do that again. We've done a great, we've had a great year. Let's keep going. Let's ride high on, on these accolades. Yeah. And you can use those steps that you took to achieve that mm-hmm. milestone or that uh, mark to get into your next project. Yeah. Kind I of think adapt that's- some of those strategies. I think that's a great way to get motivated because it does fire you up. If you if you just look at the project and it, like in a vacuum, you don't think about your past wins, you don't think about what you've done and how you've achieved that in the past, mm-hmm. you might look at it like, oh, this is so much. But then when you look at your you know, wins, say, yeah, we've done this. We can do this again. Indeed, you can. Number two, bring in ideas from sources outside your industry. This goes back to something we've touched on. Uh, It's kind of like the novice consultant type of thing. And it doesn't have to be a person that you talk to. It can be if you have a podcast that you listen to. This one, obviously, is your favorite. Obviously. So with this one, we can give you some kind of a source or an idea or a spark of imagination that helps to stay motivated. If you're subscribing to an Mm e-blast, if you admire a product or a company, that you think is doing things right, you can try to get kind of behind that process and see what they're doing. Yeah, I like the idea. Some, uh, that kind of reminds me when I worked in the um, at some various ad agencies, we would, and I think I've talked about this before on the show, we would look at some of the, I don't know, I think it's Creative Arts has this, these big books of some great examples. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great examples yeah. of print ads or outdoor and we weren't trying to copy, but it motivates you because you're like, oh, I like that direction, that idea that's, you know, let's think how if how we can do something as cool or as interesting and looking at, looking at outside sources. It's like, oh, yeah, it motivates you to try something new and to kind of, I don't know, infuse some new energy into your business. It's kind of like the way I approach math. You know, I spent so many years in uh, primary school and then in college learning math, and it seemed like every time I would start to get it, a new system would come along. Mm -hmm. Basic, uh, the big four, addition, subtraction, division, and multiplication, got kind of supplanted by algebra. Right. And the devil putting letters (laughs) in numbers. And um, then you'd have trigonometry, geometry, and so on. Now, I did not become a grade A scholar of any form of math. Mm -hmm. But I know that it helped me to think differently about approaching projects and solving problems. And that skill is with me to this day. Well, they do say math is sort of a, it's a great, um, I guess you can apply it to other things. Studying it helps you with other things. Same way with studying music can help you with math. So doing other things, they, they are... I don't know. They don't cross promotion is the word I want to say, but that doesn't really fit. But cross pollinate these different ideas. Germination. Yes, that's probably a better word. The third thing on my list is to turn to mentors 
and peers. You call a mentor Mm -hmm. or a peer and say, I need to eat your brain and gain your knowledge about a problem that I'm doing. Or Pick your uh, brain. It's pick your brain. Pick your brain. Yeah. What were you saying? I was saying eat your brain. No, before that. Oh, mind your your, brain. Poke your brain. brain. You're saying poke your brain. I need to poke your brain. About well, this. that's why no one's answered a request for lunch or anything. <laughs> You're trying to poke their brain. Yeah, needs to work on the nomenclature there. <clears throat> um, <laughs> trying to stay motivated. You can turn to your mentors and your peers for some inspiration on that. It doesn't have to be uh, a particular project that you're working on. It can be the overall, how do you stay motivated kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Sort of interview them. Ask them, well, what do you do? Kind of like a kid. (laughs) What do you do? Or what are you going to be when you grow up? (laughs) Yeah, and and enjoy the silence because they won't get back to you. Well, that's it's interesting that the three points, we both wanted to come up with three points, and all three of yours for the motivation, how to stay motivated, kind of come from inspiration, Mm -hmm. finding different sources for inspiration, for creativity, etc. Mine come from a totally different perspective. And that's what's so cool is like that we complement yeah. each other. Mine come more from a um, managing your time better and being realistic with your schedules and those kinds of things to keep yourself motivated. I know okay. it doesn't sound exciting, but it will be. It well, will be. Trust it's me. It's exciting. Sure. I'm excited so, right now. Because I think the reason people lose motivation is they feel overwhelmed. And sometimes if you don't know where to start, you just don't. So you're overwhelmed. You lack motivation to do anything about it because it's just too big. So I think people need to remember, particularly this time of year, that you cannot do everything. When you say it's too big, are you talking about a, a project or a set of projects that yes. you're working on or the whole I own this business and it's too big? Yes. Okay. It could be a little bit of both. It yeah. could be just a project basis or it could be I don't I can't do this while I'm having to do these other things or I am taking on too much and it's it just seems too big but I think everyone needs to remember that they cannot do everything you can try but are you really accomplishing that and you really for your own peace of mind if you want to be motivated to do things you've got to see them as manageable and you've got to see them as doable I believe that And I think part of it is where you are talking about the motivation that we've done this before or looking at your past wins gives you that sort of mindset. But looking at how to strategically encapsulate this big project into smaller projects can help you with motivation as well because you kind of feel like, okay, I got that done and you build. It's like, did that part now let's do next part. You eat let's, the elephant one exactly, bite at a time. Exactly. That's the that is the perfect analogy. It's weird why someone came up with that. With the elephant. With the elephant. Yeah. Well, I think back in the day they ate elephants for they motivation. Must have. It was yeah. They ate it for motivation. Ceremonial yeah. motivation. Because the other elephants were chasing them and they they needed to eat fast, so yeah. it was motivating to them. There it was. So what I do is I think that you should. Take your elephant that you're going to eat and decide mm-hmm. um, where where the parts are. Like, what are your must, must-dos? What are your try-to-dos? And what are your don't-worry-abouts? Mm, okay. um, so, like, for instance, your must-dos, if you own a business, obviously, you've got to do payroll. You've got to co- work with clients. You've got to do all these things. But do you need to chair something 
yes, it's good for your business to be out there, but do you need to get involved in some sort of community event to write to for publicity if it's going to be too much on you while you're trying to manage your business Absolutely for the end not. of the year? Exactly. It, people feel strongly about causes. Yes. And I understand that. And it, it's that is a different kind of fulfillment. But you also have to recognize your boundaries and your limits. Exactly. This is a big time of year for a lot of those charities to hit you up. But what if it's just like, hey, this is really a bad time because maybe your business is seasonal and this is the busiest time. Say, I would love to get with you next year to start thinking well in advance or to do something in the spring instead. I think that you just need to be realistic. Do I have to do this? Or would I like to do this? Or do I need to not worry about this? Um, For instance, the other thing is I try not to start any new projects at the end of the year with clients. I do a lot of planning so all the plannings are kind of my must-do for clients. Like, mm-hmm. I'll go through and start their 2024 plan. But this is not the time to say, you know what we should do? We should take on revamping our website in the middle of December. Wow. It's just not the time. No, it isn't. You got to be realistic. And I think people just, it's like, yeah, you you might say, oh, well, you know, we should do this. We should do this. If it starts with should, but it doesn't make a big difference in your business, then maybe you shouldn't. So that's kind of what I'm saying is just give yourself a break and say, okay, we have to do planning. We have to do this client uh, client service or this client project that's wrapping up. But this is not a time to start new projects. This is not a time to overextend ourselves. Even if it is a great opportunity or a great cause or what have you, be realistic about what you've got you know, going on and prioritize. Mm, okay. um, the other thing is speaking of realistic – this is another factor in all that is like we're talking about the elephant one at a time, you know, one bite at a time is to really set up for how long things are going to take you. I see so many people get stressed because they'll start a project or they'll think something will take them an hour, but it really is going to take two, maybe three. But they've got to run to see their kid in the Christmas pageant. And so they started this project at two, but they have to leave at three. Well, you got to... And it's going to add stress. So you really need to build in your calendar realistic timelines for things. An hour is an hour. An hour is an hour. If you told them you'd work on it an hour and you're not done, well, that's the hour you promised. Yes. (laughs) So, so, I mean, yeah, you want to see your kid be that gumdrop in the Christmas play. That is a top priority. Gumdrop? Well, I was thinking about a character that would be kind of cute. I think a gumdrop would be fun. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess it could be like a gingerbread. Maybe. Could they be a bacteria? Well, no, that's a different. That's not a play. That's a science play. Well, this science, is a there are science plays, aren't there? Yeah, but not at Christmas time. Well, any time. Maybe, maybe know, they should the be. Plays go year round. Sure. So, but the point is, I think that people end up being stressed because they don't allot enough time or start a project soon enough in the day. And that is one reason they get they lack motivation. Yeah. Is like they either they don't want to do anything because they don't think they'll be able to get it done. Well, if you kind of look at it strategically, you know, you can do that. So those two kind right. of overlap. Yeah. Prioritize and then plan a realistic schedule. And then here's the thing, and we've talked about this so many times for burnout, now for motivation, take time off. This is the time to take time. You know, it's mm-hmm. It is one of those things that we try to coordinate a lot of our time off and schedules around holidays because we know clients won't have 
any expectations or they won't be in the office either. Um, I just think it's so important to take that time, especially during this time of year, away from your office and you'll come back more motivated. Well, you say they won't have expectations, but that's not entirely accurate. Well, that's what true. they don't have is the sense of uh, false urgency that comes with delaying a project until the last minute because they work with us to coordinate earlier execution yeah. of most of their holiday activities. Now, that you can't is the plan ideal. for everything. Right. Yeah, but we do have very good clients that are able to work with us and agree to do that so that we most of the things we're rolling out now for the holidays, we were planning these in September and October some in November. Oh, I know. I will forget what, not, you know how people forget what day it is. I will forget what month it is completely or season or sometimes year. I have been known to do that completely because we have to work so far in advance for our clients, but mm. it pays off in the long run to have all those things in the works and we're just wrapping them up around this season as opposed yeah. to, you know, scrambling because there's always going to be some last minute minute things. But I guess for me, the motivation part is a combination of what you said with inspiration and getting, you know, getting some outside stimuli and ideas, and then also just being realistic in, in planning, planning your motivation, which seems like it's like planning your creativity. Can you do that? Mm. A lot of times it's spontaneous, but you also do set aside the right environment and the right moment to be creative so yes people will come up with an idea whenever but there is a time and place for sitting down and really brainstorming same with motivation i think that yeah you might say oh i gotta wait for inspiration to do this or i'm not inspired or motivated to do this project mm -hmm. well if you plan a little bit ahead and you pull some things from the resources you talked about or from the strategies i talked about in terms of being more strategic it'll be a little easier. It'll kind of, kind of, I don't know, where it all meets, and then that's where your motivation comes. Yeah, you got to love easy. You got to love it. Our guest today for the interview segment is couples therapist and relationship coach, Andrea Dindinger. We talked with Andrea about relieving stress, preventing stress, avoiding stress between married couples at this time of year. We wanted you back specifically because we thought you would be the, I don't know, the, the wise uh, oracle or someone to tell us about how to better handle stress the during stress the holidays. Spur. This is our, this is our, uh, one of our December uh, episodes. So we already, already are in like deep in the stress season. Um, so how can couples work on handling stress better together as the, you know, whether it's relationship based or for their business? So whether it's your relationship or your business, I think one of the best things you can do is remember that this is your friend. And, you know, one thing that um, I suggest my people saying is, you know, sometimes your kids are being just awful or, you know, your mother, your father, your in-laws, and you can feel that tension or, you know, it's like the American Express bill came and you're just like dreading open it, opening it. Um, you have to have a conversation with a with one of your colleagues or employees and also dreading it. Go to your friend. Go to your friend who is your partner, who is your partner for life and just say, we're going to slay this. 
or this morning we slayed getting those kids to school or that conversation, you slayed it with your mother. And there's something about that word slay. I mean, A, all those young kids are using it, but B, it's it. there's joy in it and there's power in we are bigger than the stress. We are stronger than all of those demands on our time. And, you know, you can high five and there's something that's like you're being friendly with yourself and with your partner. It's incredibly fun. I love that. I mean, I love the idea of seeing your partner. I mean, it's literally the name partner, someone in this with you together and also Mm -hmm. slay kind of a fun, you know, play on words for the season as well. But yeah, celebrate those wins, those things that you are slaying, whether it is very small or large this holiday season. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. Andrea, uh, one thing that comes up a lot during this time of year, but really it's a kind of an evergreen stressor in-laws. How Mm -hmm. do you deal with? with something that is a common stressor in in-laws. It's so, isn't it such an interesting relationship? It's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, the number of conversations I have about, oh my God, my in-laws. I had to spend all of, you know, four days with them. Um, but one of, I've, I guess I've got a couple of techniques. And I think generally we don't like, what we don't like in our in-laws are the parts of our partners that we don't like. So if our father-in-law, you know, drinks too much and we just don't like that, then we see our partner do that. We're like, I hate that when he does that. And so you have to remember that the things about them, or if you have a super controlling mother-in-law, you have to like, you have to remember that, your partner is also going to display some of those characteristics and you remember that you love your partner. And so there's, I think it can, there can be a lot of wisdom in remembering that the way people are, they're not doing it to be mean or jerky, even if they are doing something to be mean and jerky, they've learned how to be mean and jerky to get whatever needs they needed to get met that weren't getting met. And so it enables you to have a little bit of compassion, maybe some wisdom, and just a different perspective. Um, So that's kind of one. You have to kind of really shift how you're thinking about it. I know with the election coming up next year, you know, even what's going on with Palestine and Israel, and, you know, everybody is like on one side or the other. There's such an incredible division, and we see that show up in our, you know, in our relationships with our in-laws. I've been giving my people the advice, you know, I don't think we should stray away from those conversations, but I think if we can say to somebody who has a very different point of view than we do, you know, I appreciate your point of view and I would love to know, you know, what about that is important for you. And if you'd be willing to listen to what my point of view is and what is important about that for me, I think we're probably closer in alignment with how we're thinking than we are different. But when we're trying to point out what is wrong with somebody's argument, we are attacking them and then they need to defend against our attack. And that will never, ever be a a relationship that's cozy, warm and connected. Yeah, sometimes people just want to be heard and 
and they want just to express themselves, but it doesn't necessarily have to, you know, devolve into a um, angry debate. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, and it's also just to, you know, you can set up some guidelines. Like I know you wrote, you know, you're voting for this candidate and I know I'm voting for that candidate, but I think we're both voting for, you know, this commonality. And so where can we find some overlap? And I find that there's a lot of, there's, it's, there's a lot of wisdom in doing that. And I think both people um, really appreciate it. The other thing um, I've had people say is like, look, when we talk about these topics, I don't want to be here. I want to, I want to leave the table. I don't want to come back. I want to go into the other room. I want to go hang out with my friends. Uh, I want to call my sister. Um, and I don't want to have that kind of relationship with you. So I wonder if we can have this conversation in a different way. Cause I'm interested in this conversation, just not the way we're communicating. That can be a game changer. Well, yeah, setting up boundaries and being honest, Mm -hmm. because you're right, no one enjoys being, I mean, some people might enjoy that random, you know, angry uncle may enjoy having those discussions and being angry about them. But a lot of people just, you know, we don't enjoy that environment at all. So we do tend to avoid those conversations, but we can just say, okay, we tend, we disagree on these things, but it doesn't mean we are disagreeable with each other. Right. Right, yeah. or that we don't like each other, or that we have to stop seeing each other. Yeah, I that I, I do hate when I see that kind of, you know, those those lines drawn. Um, so yeah, I think as people are approaching the holidays and being around in laws, uh, luckily we don't have any problems because we love both of our our in laws, uh, my in laws and your in laws, Glenn. But yeah. there are there that is something that kind of you know triggers some stress and if you kind of just go in with the right mindset and set the boundaries um, or look at the expectations I love what you were saying too about you know it's kind of like you're gaining some insight into Mm -hmm. why your partner is the way they are Mm -hmm. and rather than getting all upset about it like look at it as like okay that was very insightful and kind of almost Mm -hmm. detach yourself from it some ways yeah Mm -hmm. and I think of uh, Jody a lot of times when I think of her parents and the way that they've rubbed (laughs) off on her Mm -hmm. and uh, you know I I just think you're so stinking cute I know and that's great those are cute personality traits (laughs) (laughs) so that's the in-laws now this is something interesting you've you've talked about um Staying out of other people's stress oh, yeah. during the holidays. What does that mean? Yeah. Other people's so, stress. Um, I I'm sending out. I send out a bi-monthly newsletter, and that's what my uh, next newsletter will be on December 10th. I think it comes out on that Sunday. But basically, when you, you know, this happens when you go home for the holidays, or you're talking to your neighbor, your best friend. Um, And where I see it happen, like when you go home for the holidays, since we're kind of in that era, is you see how your brother-in-law treats your sister and your sister comes over and is like, he is such a X, Y, Z. I cannot stand him. He's always on his phone. You know, he's so detached and it's so easy because you love your sister so much to jump in there and be like, I think he's a jerk. I think you should leave him. I never thought you should have married him in the first place. You deserve better than that. And you can just unleash all of your feelings about this person that one of your people loves. And it's so destructive Mm -hmm. to the friendship and it's destructive to your person's um, relationship. 
So what I instead, I have um, a practice of with girlfriends of like two of my best girlfriends of like just leaving them a voicemail and dumping out all of the things I'm frustrated about, whether it's traffic or kids or husband or dog or mess, whatever it is. But we make an agreement that everything I am saying is just for me to have somebody hear it. And the same goes in reverse. There's never any advice given because what you have to remember is everybody is on their own journey. And when we try to interfere in the in their journey, we are basically just saying like, I don't feel good hearing about this. I'm so uncomfortable. I want to do something about this powerless feeling I have inside. Yeah, you want to fix it. Yeah. You want to fix it. And you can't because it's not yours to fix. Mm -hmm. And all you can do, and then the best and most productive thing you can do is just really listen and just like give feedback. Like, wow, that is really, really hard. I'm so glad you shared this with me. Yeah. I wish I could do something. I, yeah, I love that advice because you're right. Because people, you want to fix it because you love that person, but it, there is no real good way to do that you're going to damage the relationship or just you know add fuel to the fire the other thing and i was thinking about this too when you're when you say stay out of other people's stress is not letting yourself get like absorb the environment um Mm -hmm. like when i try whenever i'm like shopping particularly during this time of year i try to like maybe listen to a podcast have my airpods Mm -hmm. in and just try to not really focus on the energy around me because there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, people frustrated. Mm-hmm. And if, if you let yourself, you can get all wrapped up in this and you become yeah. like upset and angry too, whether it's at a store or with a family member. Absolutely. And I just like, I really, really try to not absorb that because that is just detrimental but it, it's so hard in the holidays to not be this like sponge of taking right. in this emotional energy around you right because we you know we belong together and so you know part of that feeling of belonging is we can feel each other's stress fear anxiety irritation um all of that and i love the idea of putting a podcast on although sometimes i don't think you're probably able to pay as close attention to the podcast as you would if you're just actually in your car listening um, or just walking, you're navigating, you're looking. Um, so you're focused, you're not totally present. And I really have a belief that everything is less satisfying when we're not present. Oh, okay. And yeah. So, so maybe music instead or something music that's is more better. atmospheric. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what I tend to do is I have. Um, there's this, um, meditation just called loving kindness meditation. And I will say that silently in my head. And it is basically, um, if I say the woman in front of me is having a really hard time at the cash register at their checkout, I will just say, you know, may she be happy. May she be healthy. May she love herself just as she is. May she be kind to herself and to others. May she live in peace. And I say that for that woman. And then I say it for the cashier. Then I sometimes say it for myself. Because everybody is in a state of, of suffering, really, of pain and discomfort. Um, you have no idea what's going on for them. And so it's kind of my wish of wish for peace for them. And it's hard to do when somebody's being a real jerk. 
But if you think about the times when you are a real jerk, you know that it's when you're suffering, it's when you're hurting. And so to have somebody offer silently, you're not saying a thing to them. It's just this energy that you're radiating out of you. Instead of anger and frustration and irritation, you're radiating out peace to this person, to all of the people around you, to yourself. It changes the entire environment. I remember years ago, I walked into a restaurant and there was this group of women sitting at this table and they were checking me out. And I was so uncomfortable. I just was like, why are they looking at me like that? So immediately I just went into that. May they be happy. May they be healthy. And my whole thing. And as I'm walking by, one of them says, we just wanted to tell you that we love your bag. We have been looking for that bag. And it is, and I just was like, oh, oh, right? that's so funny. I, I perceived it as something really negative, but they were actually talking amongst themselves about something about me that they really liked. And it, it shifted everything. Oh, yeah. Nice. You're thinking they're being judgy or something, you know, something catty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that's, and you never know what's in people's minds. I mean, I find myself sometimes staring, but I'm not staring at the person. I'm just lost in thought. Mm-hmm. Andrea, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about the newsletter. Can you give us a, a, a way that people can sign up for that? Yeah, it's super easy. You just go to my website, andreadindinger.com, and there's like an automatic pop-up window. And it's, it's such a great resource, Glenn. It's, I send it out twice a month and it's always about something I'm hearing about in session or experiencing myself or hearing about from a friend. And um, the next, the next one is around, you know, staying out of other people's relationships and, you know, and then it's around, um, you know, how Christmas maybe isn't, you know, there's a lot of joy, but I think we set ourselves up when we don't recognize how complicated Christmas time and this holiday time can be. Um, but every month it's a little bit of a different topic and, um, I would love for your listeners to sign up. I think it's, I think it's fun. I get a lot of feedback that people are like, you wrote this to me. Thank you. I needed to read this. Yeah. We'll we'll leave, we'll leave a link. We'll leave a link in the show notes. Yeah. Andrea, thanks again. Always a pleasure talking to you. And you know what? I think we slayed this interview. We totally slayed this interview. (laughs) You guys are the best. For our fun segment. Ding dong. Um, and it Holiday. is. Holidays. Holidays. It's not the holiday. Gift remix. Holiday gift remix. It is not our holiday show. That will be no. next episode. This It'll be the-, the holiday extravaganza. I think it's our, it'll be our second annual. Maybe uh, I don't know. I lost I don't count. Know. Yeah, so we need to we need to contact and the all only the numbers that matter at the holidays are the zeros after the first number on the check that you get under the tree. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, this is the, what we're doing a fun game that is holiday related. We're this calling is the pre extravaganza. Pre extravaganza. Um, we're gonna do the holiday gift remix. Okay, so what kind of got us thinking about this is you get weird gifts sometimes. In you most know of the time. most of the time, <laughs> well, my aunt. This is a funny story about my about growing up. My dad got a gift from my aunt. It was one of those. Um, it's a fake turtleneck sweater you tuck in. It's called a dicky, and it just shows the turtleneck, and you wear it under uh, a jacket yeah, or under a those. cardigan. Okay, I, it's the gift that says we didn't couldn't afford the whole sweater. <laughs> we so forgot the whole sweater. Here's the neck. Well, here's the funny thing about this. So my dad was kind of the original OG holiday gift remixer. And this, he did it unintentionally because he really literally thought it was a dog sweater and oh. not a dicky. So 
our poor little toy poodle, <laughs> a tiny little guy, was wearing this grown man's faux t- uh, turtleneck mm-hmm. dicky mm-hmm. and tripping over it all day long until we finally were like, Dad, that's not a dog sweater. It is for you. But uh, you at that time, you guys enjoyed it. You had to. You had to oh, it was hilarious. It. We we weren't sure when we were going to tell that's him or not. Great. But poor little Peppy was just very confused and would step on it, and then his head would fall down. He didn't. I mean, I don't think he fell down completely. It was just he almost fell most of the day. It was. Yeah. Uh, holiday yeah. fun. Holiday fun. So he remixed the Dicky, which actually. I do think it serves a purpose if you are like one of those people who are really hot and it's better to, you know, not have a full turtleneck just to have that little neck. I wonder if they're still around if they still Oh, make I think them. there are some, wow. yeah. But anyway, but he, he found a new way, a new use for a bad gift. So not it, that it was a horrible gift. So I don't want to yeah. I don't want to throw my aunt under the bus uh, for right. that either. Yeah. Guys, we're not hating on you. Yeah. And if we are, it's Jody that's doing it. Right. So anyway. Well, yeah, Miss these are uh these are things compiled from uh, various sources, one of which is the uh, Huffington Post put out something a couple of years ago uh with a list of things on there and some of these uh items are still being made. There is bacon-scented wrapping paper. Oh. And, of course, it has pictures of strips of bacon on it. Well, yeah. <laughs> it would be weird otherwise. Yeah, it wouldn't be chicken or anything. Ah, or, <laughs> or it wouldn't be pigs, because no, that would be awkward. That would be very awkward. <laughs> or vegetables pigs. or anything like that. So it isn't just for breakfast anymore. Oh, my it's gosh. It's for wrapping, too. So is that, is it, you consider that a bad gift? I consider it maybe if you have a bad gift and you know that it's something like a dirty Santa, mm-hmm. you wrap it in some bacon scented wrap wrapping paper. Wrap it in some bacon. Bacon. Eh. Wrap it in some bacon. Sure. That, now I would advise against that if you have pets in the house. Like, oh, let like them a, in on the phone like a, too. A dicky wearing toy poodle. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's the spirit of the holidays. It's just chaos. <sighs> okay. You've probably seen these uh, on TV. Oh, as seen on TV. Yes, Gotta love very those. much so. The Robo Stir. That is it. an automatic stirrer that you place in a pot that you have ingredients in that need to be stirred together, and you turn it on, and it's like one of the War of the Worlds tripod monsters. <laughs> it's got a, uh, you know the controls in the top, and then it's got these legs that come down into the skillet or the pan or whatever you're cooking in, and it moves around and stirs the ingredients. Now, this is not connected in any way to AI. So it's not going to be like, you know, come up, come I, to life and then that's where we're going to see crawling all over the, the place. The, the update that they're clandestinely sending out over the holidays. And Everyone's going to have one in their home and then suddenly Christmas the signal morning. goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have that, write this down. This is a great sci-fi movie. <laughs> the signal goes out. The soup. Soup is like all, you know. Great for mystery science theater, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, my suggestion for those is you get two or more, mm-hmm. right, and you pit them against each other. Doesn't have to be in the pan; it could be a race of some type. Yes, <laughs> or you could just put them in a domed enclosure, and all the way with the video on this too. Oh, make sure yeah. that you're rolling. Don't and know video didn't happen. Have them, you know, two go in, one come out. I like it. I like it. Who run Robostur Town? <laughs> Robostur. <laughs> There's also the Pocket Fisherman, and this has been around for a long time. I've I remember heard of that. seeing what, it. But what I is that? Younger. I remember seeing that. This is on a TV. small uh, rod and reel uh-huh. that people use for fishing. 
and it's compact. I think it's about, I don't know, 10 or 12 inches long, the whole thing is. It's got a small reel of uh, fishing line inside the handle. Mm-hmm. And you can fold it up and put it in your pocket okay, and just bring it, it out. Can it fish really? You want. Yeah, well, I mean, there's going to be a limit to what it could fish. So are you pretty much just fishing goldfish? You could do that, yeah. And I mean, you go over package. to your neighbor's house for the Christmas party. Yes, <laughs> the packages of goldfish outside of a kid's, you know, hand. My suggestion for this one would be to take the fishing line and deploy it almost all the way. Uh huh. Attach a twenty-dollar bill to the end of the line and go hide. So, and and again, with the video cameras always on, you got to reel it real quick a little bit each time somebody tries to pick it up. And that is such the holiday spirit. It is. Yeah. It's not about the money. (laughs) Repeat, it's not about the money. You reel it in and shout that and they're just going to, you know, they're going to learn that. Yeah. Okay. People everywhere will learn that. That's the lesson there. Um, Here's another one. The Euro Club. Have you heard of this? No. It is a golf club with an oversized handle that's essentially a container. And it's for male golfers <gasps> when they get on, you know, no, the hole that's farthest from the clubhouse or any other type of facility, and they relieve themselves. And it stays in the golf I don't know. They don't what use they do. this golf club for actual golfing. Because well, that would know. be really awkward if it spilled. But it would be efficient. You know, you'd have a counterweight to your swing <laughs> on the other end. Yes, the newest in golf technology, the liquid-filled counterweight. Um, I would take I these. I find it better when I actually... Yeah. yeah. Oh I would take God. these and fill them with whiskey instead. But don't get it confused with someone who's used theirs oh, for something no. else. Oh, See, that? No. Yeah, that would be problematic. It's either when you're, when you're consuming it or when you're dumping it. You don't want yeah. to dump the whiskey out. No. Right. Yeah, those are... I mean... Do people actually get those for other pe- get those for people? I don't know. Maybe if it exists, it has to. That's true. Have I mean, somebody buy that it. is why we have all these dirty Santa parties to get rid of these gifts that Absolutely. no one wants. Absolutely. The last thing I've got is the it's a blanket. Mm-hmm. Now this popped up a couple of years ago, and they may be still uh, making them. I'm not sure. It's the Better Marriage Blanket. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about a Snuggie. I'm like, Snuggie's been around a minute. No, no. I can see the benefit no, of Snuggie. No, these are, these are Better Marriage Blankets. Better Marriage Blanket. Okay, is this a, should we warn this is not safe for work? No, it's not not safe for oh, work. It's, it's not uh, not safe for work. Not, yeah. It's not a not safe for not work. Uh, this product claims to improve your marriage, and I figured it fit right in with the Couple Couples Inc. Inc. Yeah. concept in our podcast, certainly. The product claims to eliminate flatulence odor in bed. (laughs) Now, I don't know how it does that. I I was laughing too hard to keep scrolling down. But it just, these outrageous products and their outrageous claims. I know. And none of them are a sponsor. No sponsors, by the way. They aren't now. They aren't now. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So, I mean, what are you saying to the person that you give that gift to, like... Life with you is a gas. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to Couples Inc., a podcast helping couples work better together. We put out new episodes the first and third Wednesday of each month. But to make sure you don't miss a show, subscribe using your favorite streaming service. We're on all of them. And if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, go ahead, share it with others, post it on social media, or leave us a rating or review. And be sure to visit our website, couplesincpodcast.com, to learn more about us, review show notes, or leave us a message. Until next time.